podcast where I, Lydia, and I, Ashna, open up the conversation on sustainability to inform and empower. We want to connect real people to topics they care and are curious about, but without the jargon or BS. Mm. Join us as we chat about all things sustainability related and how they intersect with our daily lives. From eating out to what we wear to the latest technology and more. And we're also going to bring in some really cool guests doing cool things for people and the planet. Hello, welcome back. Welcome. Um, another uh, overseas podcast today, which we're really excited about. Yeah, Switch going truly international these days. Um, so today we have a very special guest with us, um, Diane. She is um, a founder of Coconut Matter, which is a beauty brand that aims to enable customers to enjoy healthy and sustainable living. Um, but also creating something that's really beautiful and gorgeous and pretty that, that you that you really want to use. Um, so it creates handcrafted cosmetics, um, personal care products based on the health benefits of coconuts. Um, and coconuts are, you know, such a this wonder miracle um, fruit and really curious to find out more about how how it actually works and why it's so good. Um, and really, during um, Diane's previous career, she um, had lots of international corporate experiences, and she was always um, trying to challenge the conventional and develop um, innovative solutions to things. And so she created this brand really because she believed in sourcing things more sustainably and designing for minimal waste um, so that people can can live a lifestyle that really aligns with their values. And why we chose this topic because um, we've we've already covered um, beauty in a previous episode with just me and Ashna. And typically, you know, some cosmetics, beauty products are something everyone uses, everyone can relate to. And actually, we think that compared to things like your commute or what you eat, like beauty products. It seems relatively simple um, to switch up your behavior and choose a more sustainable option um, because there are things out there and it's something which you buy a bit less often than like food or your daily commute. Um, so when we did our episode on, on cosmetics and beauty, um, we identified a few issues in the industry, such as packaging and the lack of it being recycled. Palm oil is a big one, which is in 70% of cosmetics, animal testing, water usage, carbon emissions, and other things. So we really wanted to speak to Diane today to learn from an expert working in this space to kind of do a deep dive on some of these, the questions that we had left unanswered, you know, what are the key issues in the industry? How do we, how, how can they be overcome? What are some of the things consumers can do as well? Um, and how does coconut matter get sort of tick a lot of those boxes um, when it comes to being more sustainable um, and more sustainable type of cosmetic? Yeah, and I think from our, our beauty episode, we we covered this. But, um, you know, when you think of 
kitchen products or, you know, when you're recycling in the kitchen, like if I'm cooking a can um, or using a can of chickpeas, you know, for me and, and for honestly, most people that would automatically get recycled. So actually the stat is 90% of us recycle kitchen waste, but then take it to, you know, the bathroom, you know, when you, um, or finished a bottle of shampoo um, or a conditioner or shower gels. Only 50% of Brits, I don't, I don't know the stack globally, um, don't recycle bathroom waste. And again, very similar to what Lydia and I spoke about on the beauty episode, but really we just want to shine a light on that. And, and the fact that that means that 2.7 billion plastic bottles hit landfills um, each year from, from just the UK alone, again, not global, just the UK, which is enough to to make heads turn um and again you know with that looking at the beauty industry globally 120 billion units of packaging are produced every year which is crazy and and it makes sense because if you think of your own bathroom i don't know about you lydia but i've got you know at least five to six things of something you know on the go so so yeah it, it does add up um yeah, and I guess this year, um, uh, or this this year, it's too early in the morning, um, this uh, episode, we also did a challenge. Um, so again, every, every episode, we try to do a challenge to make the product or matter um, really resonate with us. Um, and actually, this time, uh, we, we actually got to try out the product, which is really exciting. Um, we got to try out Coconut Matter's deodorant, um, their new unisex mode deodorant flavor, Bliss, which we actually love. And we'll, we'll talk about that and how we got on in our challenge uh, later on. Um, but before, um, I guess, to kick off, um, Diane, welcome to, to Switch. Did you want to introduce yourself and your business? Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm Diane Van Swanenberg. Uh, I'm the founder of Coconut Matter. I started Coconut Matter back in 2015 uh, with the idea of doing something good and also taking on my daughter to spend more time with her. Um, and just through times, understanding, spending time more at home, I suppose, gave me the opportunity to become more aware of uh, the plastic waste that's floating out from the on the beach and and everywhere we see. Uh, that leads me into focusing the business on reducing plastic that is enabling a more sustainable living. Uh, so we've been working on. And one of the ways we do is really looking at packaging. Totally agree with you in terms of the number of plastic packaging that we have in our bathroom. Uh, one that I wouldn't be conscious of uh, in, in the old days uh, because you just you just not, uh, you know. We consume and we unconsciously buy lots of makeup, lots of different shampoo, uh, con- different conditioner and we like them bulk bake so that you know we get value for money um, but as you become more aware or I became more aware um, my choices changed and then I wanted to do I, I wanted to make products that actually enable people to come on the journey with me yeah yeah 
and all of, all of the um, the products, well, the deodorant that we've used has definitely got um, really innovative um, packaging, which which is made out of cardboard. So there's actually no plastic in there, which is great. Um, but can't wait to hear more. Um, before we go any further, shall we do our switch on, switch off moments? Um, so, Ash, um, I don't know if you want to go first. Yeah, sure. I don't mind going first. Um, mine's actually kind of uh, along the packaging side, um, but it's actually a really bad switch off moment. I've, I've had a lot of good switch on moments in the past few podcasts, so really bringing it back to, to the reality check of my life sometimes. Um, so Nespresso pods, I've talked about this before. Um, it is something that I, I said I, you know, I take the pods to the to the actual shop and recycle them um this time I actually had there was I didn't have one of those Nespresso bags where you collect it and drop it and for for me to have to go get one I would have had to make a 30 minute trip to the nearest Nespresso store get a bag take my things it was just a big faff they were leaking so I actually threw them out um yeah it was it was quite bad um threw at least like five out in the bin because I knew you couldn't recycle them if you didn't take the, the, the coffee grounds out. So that was my really bad moment. Um, however, I've rectified myself. Um, I've now researched different types of fill your own Nespresso pods. They're, they're a bit pricey. Um, if you want the good ones, I have like the metal kind of caps where you put them in your coffee machine and you, you fill your own um, with your coffee grounds. But Yes, that is my switch off um, and hopefully soon to be switch on moment. That's a good one. Um, So mine is a switch on um, and uh, a few, a couple of weeks ago, um, I have have some, it's getting to winter now and I have some trainers that I want to wear and I haven't worn them all summer, but I got them out again and they look kind of dirty. They're, They're white leather. Um, so I, I needed to, I wanted to clean them, but I was thinking, uh, like, I don't want to use, you know, is there an alternative to just dousing them with like chemicals essentially, or synthetic chemicals, which will just ultimately, um, run off into the, the water system. And, you know, I just wanted something a little bit kinder. So, um, I actually, found uh, on online um a brand called liquid proof labs um and they do all kinds of um footwear and fashion cleaning products um that are non-toxic eco um and pow- powerful um so they yeah they do this shoe cleaner so i purchased that and i'll see i'll see how it goes very cool um diane did you want to kick us off did you have a, a switch on or a switch off on to choose i'm i mean uh I, i'm still very much on the journey myself um i think i have more switch off than switch on uh although i try very hard um so on the switch on moment i can can i share both <laughs> <laughs> so on the switch on moment, I I used to go to Starbucks a lot. Um, you know, it's just convenient, right? You pick up something on the way to work. Um, and then Starbucks um, started to, I don't know if it's the same in, in UK, but in Hong Kong, uh, they used to just serve coffee in Mark and then, then it moves into 
only in in disposable cups. Um, so now, if I if then I realize, oh God, you know, every time you go into Starbucks, you you're given this disposable cup that you know it's not biodegradable. It can be. Um, so what I've done was when I was in back in London. Um, I bought a insulated coffee mug because I like my coffee hot. So I bought, I went to Fortnum and Mason and bought some really nice coffee. I do spoil, um, to spoil myself when it comes to coffee. Bought some really nice ground coffee, and so now every day I will make my own coffee in a coffee, a double insulated coffee plancher using uh, a nice coffee beans, and and not have the disposable cup. Um, so that's my switch on, and I managed to keep that. You know, sometimes you switch on for certain things and you don't keep it, but this one I've been doing it for more than a year now, every day. Um, switch off moment I like to share uh, is maybe more work related. So as you know, my paper tubes are well, my products are in paper tube. So thinking that I. I need to protect the paper tube. I put them into a plastic bag um, and send it to a zero waste store in Hong Kong. And, and the owner, because sometimes you just do it because it's something you normally do. And then the owner of the store just reminded me, you know, can you not give me any uh, plastic bags in future? And I explained to her that it, it's there really to protect the, the product and allow the product to be fresh when it's delivered to you. And so it's kind of those switch off moments that you make. You take these little actions that actually you haven't really think it through. You think of the benefits. I thought of the benefits that it would bring to the product. But I haven't thought of the consequences of wrapping up another plastic. Uh, my excuse was they could reuse it. But now we kind of come to an agreement that they order less each time. And so every time we deliver to them is fresh. Uh, so I don't even have to worry about, you know, keeping the product fresh. So that's, that actually was quite a, a, a big lesson for me because I'm, I'm very focused on uh, ensuring I have a circular flow in in my business. So from the way I source the ingredients, they has to be biodegradable, uh, to the way I source the packaging, to the way I deliver to customer. Uh, you most probably remember I delivered the deodorants to you in totally plastic-free box and fillers. So every step of the way, I, I want to be more aware, more switch on. <laughs> uh, but sometimes... Um, I do forget and go back to my convenient self. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's a huge reason, I guess, why we, we created Switch, because it's, it's all about the, the reality as well and, and how we can make little changes rather than just flip up our life and, and have things that don't stick. Um, but yeah, I guess diving straight in, um, you know, it, it, let's talk all about, about your, your product. And, you know, one of the things that we found so exciting um, when we got your product was was all of those kind of amazing points the fact that it's plastic free cruelty free vegan 100 percent natural really just ticking all of the boxes um 
And I know you mentioned, you know, the idea came when, when you were with your daughter, but you know, how did you, how did you take it from that kind of idea switch moment to where you are today? Um, it didn't happen overnight. It was a long process. The children was a two years journey, uh, but behind that two years journey was actually a year of making paper tube lip balm, and then another year of making paper tube lipstick. So I have some experience working with paper, which is very different from plastic. Um, so when I moved into making paper tube deodorant, um, I realized that actually deodorant is one that it, it's more of a necessity rather than a nice to have. And if I can enable everyone to switch to a plastic-free deodorant, I think the impact is much greater. So I was very motivated uh, from that aspect. And also, uh, interestingly, I mean, I, I noticed there's a lot of deodorant in the market, a lot of natural deodorant in the market, yet... Oh, everyone else is still saying they're looking for a, an alternative, which means there's an opportunity for me to add value from the product benefit as well. So having that both aspects in mind, I started doing a lot of research into understanding smell, you know, getting to know armpit bacterials and how to work with them. Um, and... I was very determined to be to be vegan because I felt, you know, um, why not? You know, there's so many wonderful ingredients that's available to us. Why do we need to reach out to any other ingredients other than vegan? And also, one of the things that people need to consider in terms of using synthetic ingredients is uh, it's not about just you. You know, some ingredients do get absorbed in your skin, but Honestly, not a lot because our skin is a very good barrier. But more importantly is when we shower off or wash off, these synthetic ingredients get into our soil system, our water system, and there's contamination. So to me, I think post-consumption is something that I'm becoming more aware. Not, not just how I consume, is, but because of the way I want to think in terms of going circular is, is what happened after the consumption. Um, and so that clearly leads me into looking for na using natural ingredients. And I'm not talking about a percentage of natural ingredients, but actually 100% natural, which is also very difficult to work with. Um, and then in terms of the packaging, uh, I, because I, I've... I, I was very determined to be plastic free, so I was a, I was I have some experience with paper and uh, my first generation. So the one that you have is actually my second generation deodorant. Um, the first one I launched was back in twenty eighteen. Was a recycled paper tube, uh, and it works very well, but it doesn't work as well as I like to. So I improved on it and came up with these new generations of paper tube. And during that time when I was um, selling my first generation deodorant, I felt that to be really, uh, if, if, I, if I can get people to try uh, 
so that I can and so that they will become more aware and be sustainable. It has to look good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people want to be associated with using a good looking product, not one that's like off the pharmacy, uh, you know, a white tube. Uh, they want to be able to photograph with it. So I invested on the packaging design. And I think that's, that helps a lot as well in terms of gaining traction for our deodorant. Um, it's still not 100% yet. I mean, there's still a lot of little glitches I'm trying to work on to improve on the paper to experience. Uh, because, you know, if, if, it's, if, if you want to do sustainability, it has to be something that people don't feel inconvenient by. Otherwise, they would just. It, otherwise, it's much easier for them to revert back to their norm, which is what they were using before. Uh, so I'm still trying to improve on the paper packaging, like you know um, how it would be much easier. So it's oh, there's so much details. <laughs> um, how uh, how how it would look continue to look better, or when you put the lid on, it's much easier to put on. So there's a lot of things that I'm still th- working on in terms of the packaging design. So as I promised you, I keep babbling on. So I hope you can edit some of this out. <laughs> no, that's absolutely that's really great um, detail. Thank you. So yeah, I mean certainly we we think that the you know the appearance of the the products are are amazing and and is is something which anyone would want to have on their on their shelf or in their bathroom um and we we agree that that is you know a large part of the appeal when you're when you're looking for something new um you want it to look good as well as do good so 100% understand and agree with that um when it comes to um the issues that 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 the the product is is tackling is addressing you know obviously you've got it's vegan it's plastic free um it's cruelty free how uh, are there any other issues which which it's particularly tackling such as palm oil and those kinds of things um and and how do they actually how did you actually create a product which which was able to not have all of those chemicals in and you know i mean uh, are you a are you a scientist are you a chem- chemist by trade um how, how did you work on those that that formula so that it could have tick all those boxes uh so something that's very much on top of my mind now is the palm oil because i've get asked a lot and uh, when I was going through the ingredient selection, it was one of the biggest struggle I have. You know, it's like you having on your shoulder, you know, an angel and on the other side of your shoulder, a saint, you know, I and mean, there's so many pros and cons. Uh, but uh, I, I, I come to terms with it because... Pamo is a very efficient crop. You know, the, in a, our, our planet has limitation. It has limited space. And, if, and we have increasing population. So having a very efficient crop that can produce in a very small area, it's, quite, it's very important as the, as the, as the population grows. 
But what was very, very wrong is irresponsible farming, uh, where because they are making more rooms for um, planting the palm and therefore compromising the environment, compromising uh, the habitats. Um, that actually is the real reason. It's just being irresponsible farming. So when I look at palm oil, I look at what is the real issue. Uh, it To me, palm is actually a victim, and it's a victim that any of the popular plant would fall into, including coconut oil. You know, the, in the last few years, we see a surge of coconut oil demand. Uh, and makes sense that one day the same deforestation would happen uh, to produce coconut oil to meet demand. So I I think is that also would lead to other crops, you know, like how much it takes to produce a drop of essential oil. It's a lot of lavender, a lot of rose. Um, so to me, I think it's very important to endorse sustainable, responsible farming. And, and, and that is more important because we want that same responsibility. Once we endorse that, we want that to then be carried through to all the other type of crops. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. And I know that um, the, the way that you source your, your coconuts that, that you use in, in the products, um, that that you are very conscious about sourcing sustainably in a zero waste manner and kind of self fueling. Um, tell us a little bit about how 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 you ensure that that happens. I think uh, when I came about, well, I've been using coconut oil for many many years. Uh, I, I'm in the Southeast Asia, so I'm very familiar with coconut. Uh, products because we brought up you know we grew up with coconut oil um, and you there's a lot of supply here but you also realize that a lot of them uh, may not be um, sustainably farmed so when I was looking for a very good quality oil um, I also wanted something that is from people who care for the environment uh, at that time, you know, we're talking about five, six years ago when I started, I didn't know so much. So I needed to know that whoever I want to work with actually love the environment. Um, and and I came across the Arrington family who uh, worked closely with the Solomon Islands. He, uh, Dr. Dan Arrington, invented the hand-pressed uh a machine to to make the coconut oil and when i understand how it was conceived in terms of the whole production and each part of the ingredients are being used either back into the production or to feed as feed you know the coconut meat as feed to the animals farm animals um, i know that this whole process will be self-serving. 
and also in islands where they don't have the luxury of space, uh, they don't, uh, they really need to look after what they have. And so it is a very uh, natural choice for me. And Dr. Dan is, um, uh, was was a lecturer at uh, University of Canberra teaching about agriculture. Uh, so was his son. So you know this 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 family uh, has a lot of regards to earth, to environment, and I know whatever they do, they would have regarded what the impact is to the planet. You know, they, business doesn't come first because that's not what they are. They are not business people first. It's more they are the environment guardian first. And that's why uh, I trust them and decided to work with them. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, and I guess um, with, with all of these ingredients, it's great to see that you know, more than just the product is, is taken into consideration, you know, the, the, as you mentioned, you know, it's, it's their passion. And, you know, I think that will lead to more of a long-term relationship as well. Um, but I guess, yeah, wrapping up, um, we actually, on our challenge this week, we actually um, got to try your product for the past two months. Um, we've been wearing Bliss every day. I'm wearing it right now. Um, love the smell. Um, but yeah, I guess, Lydia, let's just chat about how we got on with it. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, I I just want to say up front that I love it. Um, it's definitely the best smell. Like I've tried a couple of other natural deodorants before, and this is the one that's definitely um, most effective uh, in my experience. It's got the most long lasting smell. It smells great also. Um, it smells like lovely, fresh lemongrass. Um and it's it stays it stays put it feels like you're you know moisturizing your armpits i kind of want to rub it all over my body actually um and um yeah it, it doesn't stain it doesn't you know have any of those nasty sort of uh, after effects that some some like spray on deodorants or or roll on deodorants can have so i i really like it and uh, i'm going to keep using it I also think, um, yeah, so I, I definitely agree. And Lydia and I love lemongrass as a flavor. Like our favorite cuisine is Thai food. And like that freshness of lemongrass is actually our favorite. So it was a win for us. Um, but also I think um, another two important things I thought were, were really great. And again, we really don't talk about products unless we really love them. And again, for those listening, this isn't a paid post. It's genuine. Um, but yeah, I think two things for for us is you know both Lydia and I are, are quite active people we we work out and I think for me one of the challenges in, in finding a deodorant is something you know why I haven't honestly opted for for natural ones until now is because I couldn't find something that would take me through a day's work and then you know a workout at 7 p.m you know I wouldn't have something that lasted that long not to say I'm you know an ordinarily smelly person but it just wasn't there was no long lasting approach I think that was really great to have the freshness of lemongrass um it really does feel natural um, and then the second point, it's really easy to travel with. So um, I was traveling actually last week. I was I was in Europe and had 
traveled with it really easy to bring no worries of leakage or or having to put it in a bag because there's no liquid product um my husband actually forgot his deodorant one day and used this one and loved it so again truly unisex <laughs> yeah well most most uh, most people tell me their deodorant <laughs> their husband or boyfriend end up stealing theirs <laughs> yeah um and what what other kind of lines are on um on the range where can our listeners find you what are their kind of um deodorants are there um yeah tell our, our listeners where they can get their hands on some well the the best this is the best time to try uh because we have the kickstarter campaign live uh as from yesterday and we, you know, with all Kickstarter, there's lots of bargains to be had on our Kickstarter campaign. Definitely a great opportunity there to grab yourself a bliss, um, uh, or grab a few uh, to share with friends and family. Um, also, we have been asked by many uh, backers to actually offer our assorted. Uh, a, a variety pack so that's something we will look into doing it over the next week or two uh, because um, we have um, actually the most popular one is called spring which is f- flower based geranium lavender and lime it's beautiful it's like very nice perfume and you wear it you feel happy because i blended that uh, essential oils to actually make you feel happy so when you smell it you just you, you will be smiling. And then the second one that uh, is also very popular is called Hero. Uh, it's a combination of uh, eucalyptus, peppermint, and um, one other essential oil I suddenly forgot. <laughs> um, oh, rosemary. So pepper, uh, eucalyptus, peppermint, and rosemary. And that's really good, you know, when you need a pick-me-up, um, to invigorate yourself for the day or you need to be able to focus. Uh, that's a very good brand for that. Um, that's the minty one. And then we have a wood base, which is fantastic for your autumn, you know, something calming. Uh, so it's cedarwood, bergamot, and vertiva. Very subtle, very long-lasting aroma. And we also have one that's unscented uh, because... Um, we have actually, when we were going through our beta tests, we had a lot of volunteers, you know, testers that uh, wanted to try our deodorant. And f- a few of them was uh, pregnant women. You know, they they told us that they didn't smell before they got pregnant. And once they got pregnant, they start to develop body odor and they got very conscious about it. So we wanted to therefore create a deodorant that they can use or anyone with sensitive skin or anyone who wants to wear their perfume can use that's free of essential oil. So we'll have that variety pack on our Kickstarter uh, as well. Oh, so is that next week that we can? Uh, I guess for Lydia and I, selfish purposes, we want do we want these packs? So do we do we log in next week and the same link? Yeah, I think I think next week will be a good time because uh, obviously we just launched, so we will look at doing that next week. We have too many requests about the variety pack, so I, it would be silly not to put it out there. It's just a matter of timing.
Of course. Well, let us know when um, when it is out, because hopefully this episode will be out at the same time. So our listeners can also get in on it as well. Um, and Lydia and I can, can grab ourselves a pack. But again, uh, thank you so much for, for being on this, this podcast with us today. Um, we wish you the best of luck in the Kickstarter and, and continue to want to be uh, encouraging this wonderful brand. Thank you so much. I'm sorry it's so early in the day, but hey, hope it's worth it. Definitely. Thank you. And um, all of the links and uh, social media, etc. that we've mentioned, they'll they'll be available in the in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to check anything out, please do. And um, also, if you want to follow us, it's at Podcast Switch on Instagram and Twitter and hello at podcastswitch.com. You can email us at. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, um, Diane. And we will I'm sure be in touch again very soon. All right. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye. 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 Bye.